1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate, and humble. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This is your host, Miss Alice Inspires, and you are tuning into Christian Millennials Chat. You don't have to be rich to achieve your potential. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Possible. today's episode guys Um, and I just want to say thank you all you guys have been watching this series you have been sharing this series and the Lord has been speaking a lot of different things to me in regards to this series I don't know how long it's going to last but one thing that I do know is that you guys have some special things coming we have some special people who are going to share their stories their testimonies because I do understand that I don't want this conversation to be one-sided And I have a lot of men and women who follow this podcast and I want you to be able to hear the voices of other young people who love the Lord, serve the Lord and their views on singlehood and purpose before marriage, right? Because a lot of people think that this series is about marriage. But my goal for this series is for people to understand who they are, right? Because before God sent, and this isn't my topic today, we will get into that one day. Um, but before God sent Eve to Adam, he had to check and make sure that he was positioned and he had a job and he knew his position in authority and he knew that he had dominion. God spoke a lot of things into Adam before he sent Eve. Why? Because God wants you to be whole before he ever sends you the promise right? And he's got to give you identity and purpose in a relationship with him. So these are some things, and this isn't today's episode, but let's have that conversation before you can get into a relationship with a person. You must first have a solid, not just a relationship, but a solid relationship with your heavenly father. Why? Because if you don't have that relationship squared away, when you get into something, who are you going to go to when you are in a time of trouble? Right? And that's why a lot of relationships fail because they don't have a solid foundation. They don't have a rock to depend on. And because you don't have God as your rock in that relationship, it's on sinking ground. It can fail. And so you have to make sure that you secure the relationship with God. And so God spoke into Adam and God had a relationship with him and he walked in the garden with him. Why did he do, do all that stuff? Because he needed Adam to know this is who you are, son. And I need you to be comfortable with who you are before I ever send you what I have for you. Right? Because there are so many of us who are trying to get to know ourselves, but then expect somebody else to get to know us. No, that's not the way that it works, baby girl or baby boy. You've got to know who you are. You've got to be able to spend some time with you, right? And there are so many people who date out of the fear of being lonely. And God says, I don't want you if you're in the kingdom to date because you're lonely. I want you to date because of purpose. Because when I match two people up on this earth, there's a heavenly assignment that you have to get done on this earth. And if you do not understand the purpose behind marriage and the purpose behind your life, you are going to mess the very thing up that I am giving to you. 
And so God is like, I don't want that for you. Right. Because we've all experienced relationships that weren't God ordained and we saw how chaotic that was. So imagine getting into something else and you both know God, but you're not in purpose. What is that for? Right. So I always give the example of if I use if I use my computer as a cutting board. I'm never going to get the full use that Apple had uh, intended for it. Why? Because I'm using it for another purpose that it wasn't created for. And that's how a lot of us live our lives. We utilize our lives one way when God is saying, this is what the call is for you. And so that's the purpose behind this series. It's for you to wake up and say, Hey, I know who I am. I know who's I am. And so now because I know that I have identity. And so I allow God to speak into me that I'm a woman of God, a man of God. I am to be a missionary. I am to be an evangelist. I am to be a doctor, a lawyer. I am to be a teacher. I'm, I am to be a pastor. I am to be someone who is firm in the Lord, right? So we figure out who we are and what we are built to do. And God says, if you're not whole, I'll even speak in your identity that you are loved and I'll show you through me what real love feels like first so that when I give you real love, you're able to handle it, right? And let me say this because I hear the Holy Spirit. There are so many of us that look for God in man. And he says he doesn't want us to look for him in man, but he wants us to have that relationship and to build that thing with him that you're complete within him, not a person, but you're complete through God. And so we find out that if we have relationship and we have identity, we can have purpose, right? And when we have purpose, now we understand why we were placed on this earth, right? And so now because I understand why I was placed on this earth, I walk a certain way. I talk a certain way. I operate a certain way. I don't go everywhere because I'm not called to go everywhere. I don't hang out with everybody because I'm not called to everybody. And so when you understand your purpose and you say, you know what? I'm supposed to minister. I'm not trying to do another job, right? Because I understand that even in my vocation that there's purpose. It's like, so if God is calling me to be a teacher, I'm not going to go study to be a doctor. I'm not going to waste valuable time, right? And there are so many of us who are not checking with God. What is my purpose? And I hear y'all, y'all are like, well, how do I figure out my purpose? You've got to pray. You've got to talk to your father. You've got to search. You've got to do some inventory within your own life and say, who did God create me to be? What am I good at? And I'm not going to get into a life coaching session today, but you've got to be able to figure out who you are before God sends a purpose partner. Right. And so that's what the Lord was dealing with me this week about, because there are so many of us who are for a lack of better words, jacked up. And we think, Oh, I've got it all together. I've got it all together. And God is just like, by your standards. And God is like, I need you to be at a certain place. I need the both of you, right? Because let me say this, ladies and gents. Sometimes it's not that you 
are the one that needs the work, right? So you may be ready, but your purpose partner may not be. And so a lot of us kind of feel like, God, what am I doing wrong? And I've done this and I've done that. And this is your time to pray. This is your time to pray for your partner. How many times are you fasting for your partner? How many times are you lifting them up in prayer? How many times are you lifting up their families in prayer? What are you doing in this season? Right? Because you cannot afford to waste the season that you're in trying to get somewhere else. Right. And that's what so many of us do. We waste the given time that God has given us because we're visualizing and fantasizing over this life. And God is just like, can you enjoy where I have you right now? Like, can you sit and really enjoy? Because there's coming a time where you're going to be real busy. There's coming a time where you guys are going to be so full of things that you have to get done that you're not going to have these moments. And so I need you to sit and reflect. I need you to trust me, right? Because I think that's what the Lord has been doing in this season for a lot of young people is he's saying to us, where is your trust? Because if you don't trust me, how are you supposed to trust your husband or your wife? You know, and so it all goes back to perspective. It all goes back to our relationship with God and how we view him. And so you've got to get that right. And so I know last week we were talking about Ruth and I told you guys, I didn't know where the Lord was leading. And then, um, that was completely true. I didn't know where he would have me this week. And I will say this guys, this episode is going to be very short (laughs) and I'm not your average pastor. So I am not going to be saying it's short. And then we're here for 20 hours. That's not it. But I know that we talked about Ruth and I'm so blessed for the fact that you guys have been blessed by that um, the last couple of episodes. But today I wanted to go to a familiar story. And it's one of my favorite stories um, in the Bible. And it is the lady with the issue of blood, right? Because there are so many of us who feel like, and I've been hearing it all week and I said this a little earlier, I just hear y'all, I hear you. I've been single for a long time, God. I've been single in it. And a lot of us are treating being single like it's a plague. A lot of us are treating being single like it's a death sentence. A lot of us are treating being single like it's a punishment, right? And we're like, we've been suffering and being single. And God is like, that's the problem. I need you to change your perspective. And so they had this woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years and how many of us have been single for a long time. And we count how long we've been single. And this lady had constant bleeding. She had an issue that she couldn't get rid of. Like no matter how much she tried, who she went to, it just, it was there. And she had to deal with this thing and see it and live in the reality of this thing, this plague, this suffering. And how many of us feel like we are living with just being single? We are just living with not having anybody. And there are some of us, and let me say this, because your intentions of having a partner isn't necessarily selfish. Like there were some of us who say, I want a purpose partner because I want to do ministry with my husband. And God is like, do ministry by yourself first. Do it by yourself. Do it by yourself. You, you do not need anyone right now because I'm trying to get something to you and show you something. And so this lady struggled with it and she couldn't find a cure. 
And so she couldn't find a cure. And so she heard that Jesus was coming into town and she knew, she knew who Jesus was. She had heard of the very thing that Jesus was doing and she understood. And we hear this so many times. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, she said she knew she would be whole. And so there were so many of us that God is like, I just need you to experience me in wholeness. I just, I know your prayer point is one thing, but I'm trying to get to you another thing. I'm trying to get to you faith. I'm trying to get to you to understand, to trust me, believe. I'm. This is what I'm trying to release to you. And because I'm trying to release it to you, I need you to get in position. I need you to get into a place where you're searching for me. I need you to look for me. And so this lady, she goes and she says, I'm going to get there. And so I could imagine, right? Because when, I don't know about y'all, but when you have a period sometime, it could be a lot. And I used to suffer from really bad periods until the Lord delivered me. And I used to be tired. Like there would be days where I couldn't get out the bed and I'd be like, God, this is just too much. And so I can't imagine what this woman felt like for years on years on years, day after day, night after night, week after week, month after month, year after year for 12 years going through this. And I can only imagine how tired she was. And you go to people, right? And she was going to doctors. And I understand we go to counselors and we go to our friends and we go to all these people and we're just like, they can't help us. And so it gets frustrating because it's just like, God, what did I do to be in this predicament? This doesn't make sense. This just can't be my life. This just can't be what you have for me. And so I can only imagine the feelings that came with this. I can only imagine the other symptoms she felt. She probably was in pain. And how many of us allow this season to cause us pain because we don't understand what God is trying to do and what he's trying to get out of us and what he wants the world to see. And so the lady touches him. She says, I'm going to just touch the fringe of his robe. And so she touches it and immediately the bleeding stops. And God is saying to some of us, you just need a touch from me so you can finally know who you are, finally get your purpose, finally get your identity. And so then I can, I can give you the promise. And so she says, who, Jesus says, who touched me? Right. And this was a different type of touch. And there were so many of us who were not understanding in this season. What God is saying is worship me, praise me, read your Bible, touch my heart, seek me, serve me, holy. I don't want half of you. You could give half to everybody else, but don't give it to me in this season. I want all of you. I want your issues. I want the things that bother you. I want to hear your voice. I, I will understand your tears. I want all of that. I want your disappointments. And so he says, who touched me? Why? Because it was a different response. It was a different feeling. It was a different way that other people had been doing these things, right? Because everybody was touching Jesus, but they weren't touching Jesus. And God is saying to you in this season, yeah, you've year after year, you've done what you've done, but you've got to come to me and really touch my heart. You've got to really come to me and touch me where I 
understand that in this season, you really want me, not the things I can give, not the things I can give, not the man, not the woman. You just want me. And so Jesus asked who touched me and everybody's like, it wasn't me. <laughs> the master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. There's a lot of people praying. There's a lot of people asking. Um, we're in a busy climate. What do you mean? There's a lot of people. And so Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. And how many of us are deliberately touching God in this season, even in the wait? He said, for I felt healing power go out from me. And that's what the Lord wants to do today. He wants to heal us because there's something in us that the Lord is saying, I can't give you the promise yet because you're not totally delivered, right? There's one thing to confess this thing and be set free. It's another thing to be delivered from the thing where it does not have power over you. And God says, I want to allow you to have total freedom and healing. So it doesn't have power over you. Even this mindset of singleness being a plague is hindering you. And I need to be able to deliver you from that mindset so I can release what I have for you. And so she says, when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, God says, you ain't going to be able to hide this time. You can't hide. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you to the front forefront because I'm trying to release something to you. She began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him. This is going to be something that this testimony of yours of being delivered is not going to be just for you. It's going to be for the whole crowd because they need to be able to have that same faith and they need to be able to hear this story so that you not only get delivered, but then he delivers everybody else because now they understand what it takes. And so this single season, the feeling of it being a play, God is like, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to get you through something. I'm trying to get something to you that I need you to understand what the purpose of this, this interaction is. I need you to understand the purpose of this season. I need you to understand that I'm asking you and I'm calling you out and I'm exposing you because I need to allow others to hear you explain your testimony so that they can then become free. So then they can become what I need them to become. And so it said, um, he had her explain why she had been touched, why she touched him and that she had immediately been healed. And God says, I'm trying to heal you and I'm trying to do it soon. Because what I'm telling you is there's going to be a lot of people. And this is the prophetic Y'all better catch this thing. There are going to be some people by the end of this year, if you obey and you do what is being taught in this series and you release some things and you say some things to God and you, you let go of some people, you let go of some relationships, you stop entertaining folks that God didn't call you to. When you do the job and you do the work that he's called you to do, when you find yourself, when you build a relationship with him, when you trust him, when you seek him, he's saying, I'm trying to get you healed immediately because what you don't understand is your deliverance is here. It's in me. I can do it and I can do it really quickly. But you have to do something. You have to do something in this season. And what God needs you to do is step out and believe him. And let go of the fear and let go of, oh my gosh, I've, I've done this before. 
you didn't do it with God. You didn't do it with God. You went to the other doctors. You went to your friends. You went to your parents. You didn't do this with God. But he's saying, if you do it with me this time, you are going to see that your faith is going to make you whole and you'll be able to go in peace. And God is saying in this season, right? Some of the things that we're desiring is just peace. There are some of you who are just like, forget the relationship, Alice. I just want some peace. And he's saying purpose before marriage. There's peace in purpose. When I started to walk in my purpose, when I started to do what God was calling me to do, when I stopped being afraid, there was a freedom and a release that was able to happen because I was obedient. And so what I'm telling you guys is that the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you more than you even know. The Lord loves you more than you even know. And there's something he's trying to get to you. And it's not just a husband. It's not just a wife, but it's peace. It's real love. It's forgiveness. There's so many things. He wants to give you self-control, self-awareness. Like God wants you to be able to know you. And because there's such a pursuit, like, let me say this, because I hear you, God. There has been such a weight put on marriage that we do not understand that above marriage, purpose comes first. Serving God comes first. Loving God comes first. And so you have to understand and get back into purpose. You've got to get back into purpose, beloved. You must get back into purpose. Because that is where you are going to find what God has for you. You're going to find out what he has for you. And so guys, I'm excited. I hope this episode, it was different. I hope it blessed you. But there's so many things that God is doing in this season. And I don't want you to become discouraged. Because I understand that the enemy's job is to get you to stop believing. His job is to get you to doubt. His job is to get you to stop. Stop just trusting. And I know I said that, but I had to say that again. He wants you to stop trusting. And what I'm telling you, because I feel this thing, guys, I really feel like this season in your lives that he's bringing it. And it's not just marriage. It's not. And I I know that I've said this and it kind of may seem redundant, but I got to keep saying it until it gets into your spirits. You've got to have a prayer life. In this season, you can't pray. You can't play about prayer. You must. You have to pray. This generation in order. And let me say this because there is generations that have to be delivered hallelujah there are generations that have to be delivered and they cannot be delivered because you're being fearful right and i have to say this because i i keep seeing moses and this has just been a thing with me the last couple of days is that i see 
that there are Moseses who are like, I'm not called. I don't speak well. I, I've never seen anybody in my family be a wife. I've never seen anyone in my family be a husband. I didn't have a mama growing up. I didn't have a daddy growing up. Um, matter of fact, I, I don't feel like I have qualification gods for certain things. And he's like, listen here, I am that I am. I am that I am. I am that I am. But you've got to get to know me. It's in me that you'll find all these answers. It's in me that you'll get your wholeness. It's in me that you'll feel complete. It's in me where I'll equip you and train you to become all that I need you to be. But you got to trust. And you've got to serve. And you've got to love. And you've got to stand. Stand in this season. Stand. And let me say this, don't go back. Don't entertain the old. Don't question. Do not go back. I hear that loud and clearly. Do not go back. You are closer than you think. You cannot afford to entertain anything that is coming to try to hinder the purpose of God over your life. Let me tell you something. The enemy has a demonic trap that he is trying to get you to entangle yourself in. And God is saying to you, I'm sending my daughter to explain this stuff. And the reason that she's been saying all of this is because I know you feel like God, you don't hear me. And God is like, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. You need to trust me. Trust me above everything that you see. I don't care what it looks like. You must trust me in this season. And so guys, I don't say anything that I haven't lived. I don't say anything that I haven't experienced. Let me tell you something in my life, in the greatest seasons of my life, it looked horrible before it began to look better. I've had seasons of my life and I still have seasons of my life where I've had to trust God even when I couldn't see what he was promising. And let me tell you, because I say it every week, the God that I serve does not fail. He does not lie. Whatever he says, he shall do. And so because that is the God that we serve and we see it in every other area of our lives, why don't we trust him in this area? We must. And so I'm going to wrap up because I just feel like God is like, that is it. But I love you all. I, I really do. And I'm praying to God that you understand who you are in this season. And that you would never settle. And that you would desire purpose before marriage. And that you would be so ingrained with wanting to please the father first. Before anybody else. And so I love you guys. I know I said that a few minutes ago. I'm praying for you all. And let me say this before I close. I guess I am a preacher y'all. <laughs> um... It's going to get better. This is not the end. And as I said earlier, Satan loves to put finality on things that God is saying is temporary. And in this season, you can't allow it. And so until next week, 
May the Lord keep you and bless you. See you next week.